Welcome to this week's Screen Side Up. This is Richard Henschel with the University of Illinois Extension Service. And in the studio again with me this week, and I'm very grateful for that, is uh, Jim Schuster. Jim has been a retired extension educator now for some time. I know he still dabbles in updating our uh, report on plant disease sheets and our IPM newsletters uh, with, the, with campus. How are you doing, Jim? I'm doing great. Very good. We have had... Uh, plenty of uh, things happening uh, this this season, and last week we talked about cedar apple rust and cedar hawthorn rust, cedar quince rust, and some of the comparisons, and also we addressed the differences between um, what might be oak wilt and bacterial scorch, so that was good, great information. This week I wanted to talk with you about some other diseases that, again, were relatively pr prominent, at least one of them was, Anthracnose as a, a disease was out and about pretty good. Another one that I hoped I pronounced correctly is Tubachia. And uh, other, tubachia. Tubachia. See, I had it messed up anyway. So, and the other one is one that's kind of coming into our area that I have some familiarity with, and that is bur oak blight. So maybe let's cover the real common one first, I think, which is anthracnose. Right. Anthracnose attacks about 20 different species of oak trees. The white oak, uh, not the white oak group, but the actual tree, white oak, is highly susceptible to anthracnose. When you look at the oak wilt, though, it's one of the more resistant varieties, but uh, with the uh, anthracnose, it is the most susceptible oak tree out there right now. Okay. And, and on a white oak, by the way, it really, really likes to attack not only the leaves, but the buds and twigs. So you may get some uh, dead tips on the tree. Okay, all right, uh, and also isn't, there's not a lot of them around, but isn't sycamore equally out there? Yes, but that's a uh, different anthracnose. Yeah, different anthracnose, see that? Yeah. So we, we, we learn and learn every day. Okay. Uh, there are six genera of anthracnose, and then you got all kinds of species underneath that, and all different kind of races underneath species. Uh, so that's you know, why there's several hundred trees that get different kinds of anthracnose. Okay, very good. All right, so getting back to white oak then, anything else we can share about treatment or sanitation? Well, first of all, the disease attacks in the spring when the leaves are uh, emerging, and, uh, and it splashes from leaves on the ground. It can splash from infected twigs and buds onto the leaves, and wind will help blow it from one tree to another. There are some fungicides you can try, but if it's a really big tree, the number of fungicide uh, treatments you're going to have to put on the tree, you got to really debate whether or not it's economically important. Okay. So the amount of damage that it does to a big mature tree is questionable whether or not they need to be fungicide treated. If it's a tiny tree going through transplant shock, I would consider the fungicide treatments. Yeah, that makes sense. Something we can manage um, at home by ourselves, but and with the equipment we would typically have makes sense. Right. So, okay, you're disease of choice here, which one you want to cover next? Uh, Tubachia. Okay. Yeah, Tubachia looks like anthracnose, but it doesn't start till mid to late summer. And if that's all you, I should also point out, uh, anthracnose tends to cause defoliation, not 100%, but it will cause leaves to fall off. Tubachia, uh, since it starts so late in the summer, early fall, by the time the trees are pretty well shot from the disease, uh, or looking really bad, uh, it's frost time. Okay. So it's not as big a deal. We don't recommend anybody ever treat for tubachia, where you may need to treat for anthracnose. 
Okay, that just makes very common logical sense. If it hits the tree in the springtime, you've lost the food factory for the season. If it hits right. in the late summer, uh, you've benefited from uh, the leaf uh, producing all those uh, photosynthates all that time. Makes sense. So what other than what, maybe some general sanitation, there's nothing to do with uh, uh, tubakia? Uh, you can actually, you know, yeah, you pick up the leaves or grind them up. I don't worry about it at all because it's not okay. that important. Now, if you got Bob, who is another Tubakia fungus, but it's a brand new species, that's a little bit different because Bob does kill the tree. Okay, and we're saying burr oak blight here for right. those. Right. Hence, okay. you know, what oak it is going after, it is basically Bob or burr oak blight is only on burr oaks. Okay. And which is w really weird because uh, from an anthracnose point of view, from an oak wilt point of view, from a tubakia point of view, baroque is highly resistant. But Bob loves baroque. And it has been found in Lake and Cook in Champaign County. And on, I thought I saw Bob or baroque blight on some baroques in Will County last year, too. So it's kind of surrounding or is in some of this viewing area. Okay, so compare to, if you will, then uh, we heard anthracnosis essentially early spring at bud break and beyond. Uh, we got a late summer outbreak here, and now so when does Baroque? Baroque like loves June. June. So just about time your anthracnosis, well, also anthracnosis likes the uh, spring when everything's coming out, but if you have a wet summer like we had this year, uh, it'll continue spreading on your oaks throughout the summer. Where Tubakia doesn't even start until July and August, and um, Bob really, really loves the month of June in this area. Okay. All right. Okay. So, in for any of this, uh, literally getting the leaves raked up, uh, is that any sort of a? I mean, for a homeowner, there's not a whole lot we can do other than perhaps the sanitation side of it. Is that right. the, the best approach? Uh, yeah. One of the um, there is a fungicide that the last time I checked was not legally allowed to be used for this disease because it hasn't, uh, it doesn't, uh, it's not on the label. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you can use a fungicide to control other diseases, and if by chance it should control Bob, so what? Okay. Uh, but the fungicide is, and this is according to Iowa State University, uh, mm -hmm. they're the only one who has found a fungicide that works, and it's propiconazole. And that's P-R-O-P-I-C-O-N-A-Z-O-L-E. You know, mix it according to labels for any uh, leaf disease and treat your oak tree for other diseases legally. And if it should control, Bob, fine. Okay. All right. So there we have a product that might be able to be used. And the three, pretty much the three differences between those three, uh, three tree diseases. That's again good information. We are uh, running up against the clock again, Jim. Okay. Uh, I appreciate all the all the information on uh, these uh, deciduous tree diseases that we've talked about. I know when you're back in the studio next week, we're going to tackle pines, and then the following week, spruce diseases, uh, again, because of the stress in 2012, lack of root systems that have existed, poor growing seasons, horrible winters. These needle diseases have really taken uh, a life of their own on, so to speak. So this will be great uh, information for the listeners, and, and we'll all get to learn about uh, how to help them recover. So I appreciate your time, Jim. This has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Side Up. 
we'll talk to everybody again next week.